Hello and welcome to Point of View, where we give students a place to listen, learn, and lean in. We're your hosts, Grace and Alyssa, and today we'll be talking about the ethics of Zoo Atlanta, including its history, conservation efforts, and research programs. So my question for you, Delissa, is what are the origins of Zoo Atlanta and why is it perceived as unethical? So Zoo Atlanta originated in March 1889 when a traveling show of animals came into town. After cash flow problems forced its owner into bankruptcy, businessman George Valentine Gress bought the animals and donated them to the city of Atlanta. The collection of animals grew in 1935 when Asa Canla Jr., son of the founder of Coca-Cola, donated his animals to the city, where they were relocated to Grant Park. These animals included elephants, leopards, tigers, zebras, a hyena, and a sea lion, and Atlanta's first zoological venue was open to the public that April. At this point, the zoo was public, so the city of Atlanta relied on donations, tax dollars, and volunteers to keep the zoo running. Due to a lack of funding, the indoor enclosures were small and cramped, and animals like Willie B, the zoo's only gorilla at the time, had little more than a television set and a hanging tire for care or entertainment. The zoo's main purpose was to entertain its guests. This became clear as, through the mid and late 20th century, the zoo faced controversy as several animals died under its care. Two bears that were loaned to a roadside zoo were put to death. Two of the zoo's tigers also died due to a lack of a full-time vet. Okay, so those incidents sound pretty horrible, but today, now a lot of people go to the zoo and it doesn't seem that bad. So how did the zoo become what it is today then? The zoo's reputation started turning around in 1984 when Professor Terry Maple from Georgia Tech stepped up as director of the zoo. In 1985, the zoo turned into a private nonprofit and took on its current name as Zoo Atlanta. The facilities were redeveloped and new projects opened. For the first time since 1961, the gorilla Willie B was able to go outdoors in his new habitat. Today, Zoo Atlanta is one of the most research productive zoos in the world, holding around 1,500 animals and over 220 species. And what does the zoo do today specifically to make sure it treats its animals ethically unlike what it did before? In addition to animal care professionals monitoring the animals daily, they enact quarterly assessments, individual welfare assessments, and research. They train animals to be able to participate in their own care through husbandry behaviors and positive reinforcement. When training its animals, the zoo uses positive reinforcement and allows the animals to refuse participation. The purpose of the training is to improve the well-being of the animals, so trainers regularly assess the welfare of animals and they focus on training behaviors that will improve veterinary care, like providing a less stressful way to receive an injection or training an animal to stand on a scale to get weighed. Animals are also trained to help educate guests on their abilities. For example, orangutans are trained to swing from branch to branch to show their arm swing locomotion. The zoo also promotes the animals' natural behaviors and healthy exercise levels by promoting social interaction and bringing environmental and sensory stimulation that mimic situations in nature. Zoo trainers may sprinkle oatmeal into pine cones to encourage orangutans to use their fingers to dig the oatmeal out, much like how they would obtain food in the wild. The zoo also provides mud wallows for warthogs to roll around in like they would in the wild. So how does the zoo address the zoo focuses on conservation, research, and reintroduction efforts. Some species are so threatened that they can't live on their own in their natural habitats. The zoo nurtures animals such as the golden lion tamarins within their facilities and then brings them back to the wild. Its conservation projects cover giant pandas and the zoo donates millions of dollars to the conservation of pandas in China. 
This money goes towards research on genetic diversity and reforestation efforts. The zoo contributes to the conservation of African elephants by caring for and educating guests on African elephants who are often hunted for their ivory. And what else besides these ethical steps and conservation efforts does the zoo do to support its animals? The zoo conducts research to better understand and care for its animals. For example, zoo veterinary staff has developed new surgical techniques to measure blood in non-anesthetized primates. These vets also conduct research on medicines that can be used in the wild, like to prevent tumors in sea turtles. Aside from these projects, the zoo, research, the zoo researches primate cognition, elephant trunk mechanisms, and giant panda relationships. So this sounds like the zoo is actually doing a lot to help the animals that it cares for. Then why are people still against some zoos and aquariums? Despite the merit of zoos, some activists claim that sanctuaries hold the same benefits, where animals are not purchased, bred, sold, or traded, but rather removed from captivity or danger, and given lifelong sanctuary to avoid extinction or an unlivable habitat. They believe that the displacement of animals for profit is unethical, despite holding the guise of conservation and rehabilitation. What do you think, Grace? Are zoos ethical? This concludes this episode on the ethics of Zoo Atlanta. Thank you so much for listening. For a transcript of this episode, head to the Point of View tab on our website, nhsmessenger.org, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at NHS Point of View for updates and new episodes. We're your hosts, Grace and Alyssa, and this has been Point of View. This is the king of the jungle.